everyone, and welcome to the Married to Bravo podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jolene Lenza Hernandez, and I am actually here with you guys. If you're listening later on iTunes, you're going to be like, what? This is a voice I have not heard before, but I am here with Busy Blue, who is not only my friend, but a YouTuber and a Real Housewives of, Housewives of Potomac super fan, and we are going to be covering the upcoming season and revisiting season four before the premiere of season five of Potomac uh, in August, August 4th or 2nd. Well, Busy can correct me. So welcome, Busy Blue. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Hopefully I don't sound too loud on podcasts. I sound like kind of loud. Um, I like to consider myself a Real Housewives of Potomac and Atlanta aficionado. Yeah, you're uh, not a super fan. <laughs> you are, yes, you're a student of it. Like you have your PhD in Potomac. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to study as much as possible and I've been, I've been in this field for a while. Yes, I am so excited, you guys. If you're joining us here live on YouTube right now, you guys know Busy. You sub to his channel. If you don't, I've made it so easy for you. The link is in the description of this video. Also, our social media handles are in there as well, so feel free to follow us there. Um, but like I said, later on iTunes, a lot of people don't join us on YouTube. They prefer the audio version. So Nana and Chell uh, on a break. Nana's covering her show. She can only cover so much. Chell, right now, he's on hiatus. They work and so hard. They do. They work so hard. And so now I'm so excited to have Busy Blue because he and I geeked out and became friends over a big brother and then realized that, oh my goodness, we also love Housewives and we love Housewives of Potomac. And Busy, you like know this whole area. Like just tell, tell them everything. So I live in the Washington, D.C. metro area. It's a cute way to say that I live in Virginia. Um, and, <laughs> um, and I've been here. I went to Howard University, so I've just been here for that entire time. And I already liked Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I tried to watch the Roswells of D.C. Uh, didn't go so well because we never got them back. Um, and once we started doing Potomac, I, I knew someone who lived out there before. Mm -hmm. um, so like this would be interesting, and I have been in love with the cast ever since. And then Candace came on, which is my Howard sis. So then it made it even better. I just, uh, and when I'm bored, if I'm stressed, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, I'm watching The Real Housewives of Potomac or Atlanta. I love it, Busy, and I love how you just, you know, I went to Howard, like no big deal, just like just really small, <laughs> small. <laughs> and with Candace, no less. So. <laughs> You really are the PhD of Potomac. So you guys, today's episode, we are going to settle in, get comfy, leave your chats, um, and we will highlight them if you have any questions, comments, or concerns regarding the upcoming season of Potomac, or even if you've never watched Potomac before. I guarantee after this broadcast, you will be like, I am going to check out these ladies. Right, Busy? Super fan. You're going to be a super fan. Mm -hmm. You're going to start to binge, watch, and quote. Yes. There are so many quotables. And speaking of quotables, we will uh, break down their new taglines have dropped. And I'm sure that- Oh me my God, were you excited? Well, I didn't know until you told me. <laughs> <laughs> and once you put it out there, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was looking through it and I'm trying to compare previous taglines, but super excited because I feel like we've been waiting for Potomac Forever. It was supposed to come out in May. And then they pushed it out Don't because, you know, pandemic and stuff. And they're trying not to have like gaps in Bravo's programming, I guess, whatever, whatever. Who cares about the gaps in programming? <laughs> I need Potomac. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Oh, we do. So now what is the what is the new start date? It's uh, August. August 2nd. 
Yes. Okay. August the second. Um, also, someone said, uh, "Lady Di said we need to pick an emoji for Jillian, but we already have an emoji for Busy. So put some bees in the chat. Put your bees in the chat. Put your bees in the comments. Uh, someone said Jolene is. I'm gonna read the comments today. Oh, I love this. I love this. <laughs> I realized this. during the last one I didn't read any of the comments, so I'm definitely gonna read them this time. I'm gonna see who's here. Um, so someone said Jolene is saving us during quarantine, and she is. She definitely is. She she won't get her foot off of our necks, and she's giving us the challenge, Big Brother, uh, Bravo. She's oh giving gosh. us tea, gossip, and I'm here for it, and I'm glad you guys are as well. Thank you, Busy. I'm so excited for us collaborating for this new season and then season four. So let's get right into just like talking shit and having fun with Potomac. So the new taglines dropped um, today, and... Uh, Let's just read through them, if we will. And Busy, I'll read them, and then you react and let me know what you think of these taglines. Because oh my God, I'll try not to score. Did I get it out of my system? <laughs> uh, did you try, did I'll you say try, try not, to, scream. not to scream? Okay, you can scream. I like, was gagging, gagging. Okay. Ever there was a time, these ladies deserve it. Okay, so there is. Are you going to read it with fast, Jolene? I mean, I can try. I mean, I'm pretty sassy. I'm already like flicking my my fake blonde wig. Like I am here to play. Um, okay. So uh, we have Professor Wendy, which I don't know her personality, but me and Busy did a quick Google search of her uh, before the show started. And Wendy Osefo, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. We will learn her name eventually. She's a doctor. You guys, she's Nigerian born. She is a professor and political analyst. She's a Maryland native. Um, she not only, she's received a Bachelor of Arts from Temple University, a Master of Arts from the John Hopkins University, a Master of Science from Rutgers University, and a Doctor of Philosophy, PhD from Rutgers University, where she made history by becoming the first black woman to earn a PhD in public affairs slash community development. And then Busy Blue looked her up and she was also a Kappa Gamma what? I don't know nothing about. Nothing. <laughs> a member of Alpha Kappa, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And it's you one of the it's the first okay um uh, black all female uh, sorority. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And did you say Garcelle was a part of that too? Uh, Giselle. Giselle. Okay, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm not those lines of Beverly Hills. Like I. Giselle. I do. Oh, oh, we'll talk about that. Wrong show. Wrong show. But yeah. yes, uh, Giselle is a part, and I think I want to say Robin is one as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so they all. That's what I love about this franchise is they actually do go back. They actually are friends. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Okay, so Wendy's um, tagline. This is her first tagline, you know. The other women have had, you know, you know, four, three, four, five years. Practice. Practice, yeah. exactly. So hers is, the professor has arrived and class is officially in session. Uh, yes, okay. And I love the way that they ended it out with hers because class is in session. I'm excited about it. I feel like she's ready to give, to read us. Mm -hmm. She's been in school all of her life. She doesn't know how to stop. So I know she knows how to run a classroom and keep us in <laughs> session. Uh, she is ready to finish this, close it out. Okay. The whole semester. And I am here for it. Yes. Now, do you think there, there's a play too? obviously because she is in class literally, um, but also like, is she going to come in like a early Karen Sharice where it's like, um, you know, you have to have class. This is Potomac. No, you don't no, think anything like no. That. She's gone to school too much. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm assuming she's gotten enough feminine history, reality <laughs> studies where it's like, 
Um, the degree she has on the wall, she doesn't have time for, oh, we've owned our place here in Potomac. <laughs> she, I don't think she cares. I no. don't think she cares. I bet you she's like a super badass feminist who is just like, I'm not playing by your rules. I make my own rules because I was the first. I wonder if her degrees defined her though. Oh. That's what I'm really worried about. If you know, if every time we watch her, she's gonna be talking about her degrees. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to take it. <sighs> there are housewives that are defined by little things like that. And oh, I shouldn't say little, hers is a, a big thing, but there are housewives that are defined by smaller things than that. And they and I'm okay with that because this is a reality show. This is trash. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Kim Kardashian being defined by, you know, her, you know, uh is okay. <laughs> But, you know, this is if every time we have to hear about your degrees and your degrees and your degrees. I'm going, OK, we get it. Where, where where's this? Uh, the trash talk? Where are the reads? Yes. Something tells me she's going to be able to read. I mean, let's see she was. What was it again? I got to pull that up. Um, so she was or is public whatever. OK, now uh, public affairs and community development. So oh, I she's going to know how to read. She's, she's going to know how to decipher. She's going to be able to take it in. She's going to be quick with. She's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So I know she's around enough black women who's going to be able to help her. Staying poised and read you um, in a way. Oh, I wonder whose head it will go over. Mary Karen's. Um, maybe <laughs> Robin's. Um, but in an intelligent way where you're like, oh, my God, did I? Was I just read? Like, I don't feel read. But did she read me? Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I know she's going to be able to do it well. And with just looking at her, since you got your PhD in Potomac, just looking at her credentials, who do you think she immediately is going to vibe with and who do you think she's going to have problems with? She's a powerful woman. Uh, well, she she's done a lot. I'm not going to say she's mm -hmm. powerful. We don't know her that well yet. She's done a lot. And she, but the previews showcase an accomplishmentness about herself and this confidence. Giselle's not Giselle's not the best with that. And I think that Giselle's gonna be the one she's gonna go toe to toe with. Yeah, Giselle's probably gonna be the most threatened because she likes to keep it Queen Bee, you know. Mm, well I don't know, is she uh, she's not a Queen Bee, but but she wants to be. <laughs> Busy's like, no. I'm over. Okay, I keep forgetting this is a podcast too. Sorry, I rolled my <laughs> eyes, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so then uh, Giselle, speaking of her, hers is I'm still the baddest thing walking and the most anointed one talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I, I kind of did. It was just about her being the baddest thing walking and the most anointed one talking. And are we bringing anointed back because she is she rumored or is she legit with her ex? Well, do we know? He's always been in her life because of the kids, so I don't know what's the truth or what's not. I'm tired of her thinking she's the baddest one walking when <laughs> we've seen her with a different. Every season, okay, she's had a different date. Let's just call them a different date. So you ain't that bad. Um, and uh, you didn't go to school, um, to my knowledge. You don't have a background in clergy work. Like you just, you you were a first lady at one point, and yep. you're not getting remarried. I don't know what this anointingness is. When she tried to do whatever happened to that book that was supposed to be about first ladies that never came out. She couldn't read it. Um, <laughs> I just, 
I'm glad she's not talking about what's the word. What is it with her and being outside on the streets? She's the word on the street, the, the curb. Now it's the baddest one walking. What is this about her traveling and sidewalks and streets? What is her obsession? Maybe because she changes homes quite a bit that she feels most well, comfortable outside. You know. you know what? And they are paying for that down there at that, at the church. I'm just, I, we need her, but nothing about her just enthuses me. And she can take the baddest and anoint, you're the baddest one walking, but now you're the most anointed. What are these ops? Oh, I just can't. We're not a fan. That's not our favorite. It's not our favorite. So far, Wendy is killing it with her first season tagline over Giselle the vet, who I feel like could have brought more. Yeah, she could have just, just Wait a little bit more. Ask her. Ask your daughters. Yes. Mm -hmm. She asked her daughters about everything else throughout the series. That's true. And they this. read her. Yes. Raleigh. Okay. They <laughs> Raleigh reads Candy. They read her. I I feel like Riley. I just I wish I was as chill as Riley, but also as like she just could be so shady and unbothered at the same time. And I, don't I just think that that's them. I know she was an only child, mm -hmm. and they all talk to their teeth. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it is just like, well, uh, I mean, you don't take care of this child, so I don't think you should have another one. Um, I'm going to go. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go make sure to pay my rent in New York. Bye. Yeah, for the summer. Todd's daughter, whatever her name is. See you later. <laughs> oh, let's not get on that. We, that's a whole nother video for a whole nother day. And Todd. And strip club. Okay. So <laughs> uh, Monique Samuels. Her new tagline is, maybe if you tried a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. Mm. Mm. That's That was cute. Ah. Um, it sounds like this time she's going to be doing something and not having a baby. Um, so it's going to be excited to see what she's bringing, to see who she's talking about. We'll see. She's, I mean it's got to be Candace, right? She's talking about like do something because everyone's always on Candace about having her mom pay the bills. And then she took that over. And um, and since we are going to have this big, well, drag me, Monique, drag me. And then you finally get dragged. So maybe she's talking about Candace. Yeah, but she doesn't have too much of a storyline, a background, personality for people to know that or read through that language from her tagline. Like, I think she should have stuck with something else. Okay. So... Yeah. We are, I like that one a little bit because yeah. I feel like, you know, you know, uh, background, try harder and you won't have to try me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I like if it was, if it was, if that was Giselle's, then I'd be like, okay, cute. Cause the girls be coming for, no, if it was Robin's. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, that that's cute. I see you're over it. You're done with it. Oh, okay. But for Monique, it's like, what is she talking about? Is she pregnant again? Like, I don't even know what she's, who she mad at. <laughs> what, what beef did she have last year? Like, it's just, it's, it's too much. I um do like Monique though. I like how she's. Um, I know I shouldn't like this, but I like how she's quick to anger because I feel like I can identify with that. And yes. <laughs> so when and I I do like how she takes direction. Well, drag me, Monique, and then she does it. You know what I mean? Like you know, she comes yeah. through on her promises. She's someone that you can. <laughs> She's someone that you know, they're going to have my back. When I ask them, they're going to show up for me. Yes. She keeps her word. She does. Yes. And we do have some people that like Monique in the chat and some people that don't. So, you know what? That's the beauty of the housewives. We all get to have our little favorites. Speaking of Robin Dixon, Robin's is, I live in a house full of ballers, but I never get played. 
<laughs> oh my god! You know what? It was cute. <laughs> we know she was talking about basketball because it wasn't yeah. about the funds. Um, and in what sense is played, who's to say? But at this point, we need her. You know, it's it's fun to watch, you know, uh, a Cinderella story, you know, from rags to riches. Um, so, you know, come ahead and ball out and not get played. We'll, 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 we'll see throughout the season. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the hot with the basketball, and you never get played. Yeah, is it, are you talking financially? Are you talking in your relationship? <laughs> exactly. you, like, what are you? But I, you know, I like Robin. I like her strong shoulders. I can identify with that. So I always think it's something I can identify with the women with. You know what I mean? I love Juan Dixon. Oh my god, who um, does very that? much so. Mm-hmm. And I like Robin because I love Juan. Right? And uh, as does Ashley Darby's husband. Loves Juan. Oh, that, that, uh, not, that and I think in the same sentiment, but I'm going <laughs> to leave that alone. Mm-hmm. He, I get a lady boner for him and he gets his own boner. Okay. So um, <laughs> let's see. Speaking of Ashley Darby, our new mom who just had her first child with husband. Michael Darty, Darby, Darty, Darby. I sometimes you mean she secured the bag. She secured the bag. She mm-hmm. did that with their contract, whatever their contract was. Exactly. Um, she fulfilled her duties too. She got the baby, and uh, hers is, of course, they make. Oh, they got a picture of her and her baby, which makes it harder to be shady towards her. Her baby's adorable. No, it so, doesn't. So, okay, good, good, good. You're a good person. Um, so if you say it doesn't, then I'm okay with that. She said, now that I have my baby, that's the only crap I take. Oh, that's a First of all, that was so whack. It was so, and knowing the the character that Ashley Darby is, all the stuff she should have come up with, this is what, and what crap did she take before outside the first season? It, it, it no scratch that. She could have started from scratch. She needed to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. That's a no from busy, you guys. Yeah. No. It's a no from me too, because you don't take any crap. Um, mo- the most crap you plus, okay, you're doing a play on poop and diapers and uh, don't care. And also um, the most crap you take is from your husband and him putting you in situations where you have to go to the media and apologize to people. He allegedly. Um, I don't second- think he said that. I don't think he said that. You yeah, guys. He wouldn't. No. Even though it's on camera, like he, they misunderstood. He just, he's Australian. That's what Australians do. Like, oh my God, I cannot wait for I can't wait for us to start to talk about season one. Um, But it's just like, no, she takes a lot of crap. Well, what she says now that she has her baby, Mm -hmm. this is the, that's the only crap she's taking. I mean, the baby doesn't have a personality yet. Like, I just, it was a no for me. Uh, She better not take any crap this season or I'm reading her for that tagline that we have to hear for the rest of the year. It's just, no, it's a no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not good. Even VB's like, she likes Ashley, but that was not good. It's dumb. Yeah. It's literally a play on poop in your housewives tagline. I hope they end up doing what uh, New York just did. And they came back mid season with fresh taglines, which I think every franchise should do. Every well, season. I thought they create them later throughout the year. So why would they switch them? Um, you thought they, they did what? I thought they created their taglines like at the end of them filming or they closer do. to the end. Yes, you're right. What they do is then then they pitch it, I think, to their you know production or whatever. Yeah. And then because like Lisa Renner from uh, Beverly Hills, she was very upset with her tagline this year because she's like, it's not the best one. And I think it was Renna who said that. So 
that's nothing to do with us, girl. You submitted this. Okay. <laughs> you, you and you gotta stick with it throughout the just uh I, I just can't. Exactly. I hope no, they need to keep them throughout the whole year because this is what you submitted, and this is exactly what it's gonna be like. Nene in that journey. She was missing from so many episodes. I know she was mad. She made that her tag. Like, girl, she was on that spiritual journey for a long time. We could never get her on the show. She should have had it. I got lost on my spiritual journey, but by episode seven, I finally finally reached my destination. But I I won't be. uh, I have to. I have a a retired flight on the last episode of the reunion. So y'all won't see me there as well. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So now Candace, Candace. Yes, uh, yes, busy blues girl. Um, hers is reading is fundamental. And honey, I own the library. And honey, I own the I library. Do you own. have your library <laughs> card? Okay. Because if you don't, you you can't get in. It's just I love every. First of all, I love this one. I mm-hmm. think this is my favorite one. Um, of all of them, you know, I, I love a play on r- library reading, librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just love it. I just Let's love be it. honest, Candace is one of I don't think a lot of people maybe just watching the show and through her edit, or maybe they do see it. She is one of the smartest housewives. Like she's so clever and quick witted. And when if you see her tweets and what she's tweeting about and her social consciousness and stuff like that, like she is, um, this just makes sense for her. You know what I mean? I just think that her emotions mm-hmm. attack her logic. Yes. And then when she speaks, it doesn't come out like she wants it to. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the only frustration I have with her. She's definitely very, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. But when she starts to argue back, it's like, girl, what, did you mean to say that? You're like, you want to <laughs> you, you want to try that one more time? Are you sure that's where you were going with it? Um, I still love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love everything about her. I love this tagline. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But uh, I know hopefully she got that dynamic fixed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, see, that's the interesting thing about Housewives is it depends on their edit of, I mean, that's pretty much true with every reality show of what we see from them. And then we find out, oh my gosh, these women have layers outside of this. If you follow them on social media, sometimes you're disappointed. But with Candace, if you follow her, you wouldn't be disappointed. You know what I mean? She is, I mean, she's dropping some truth bombs in her tweets and stuff like that. So I love it. I like Candace too. So that's what I struggle with Candace and Monique because I want them to be friendly again. Um, Blame think, Monique. Well, <laughs> I feel like, you know, she did say drag me and then the dragging happened. Again. Yeah, but that was a playful banter. It was said in jest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, no, this is all Monique. This is, you guys are going to realize and learn why I have such a toss up with. Monique, um, I loved her. I was her big fan. Yeah, what happened? Just tell us right now because I want to know. I just, after season four, and I know she came to this realization and she had a child and Ashley had a miscarriage and she had a miscarriage and she was having this rainbow baby and she wanted to become someone new. The flip floppiness of her relationship with Candace, because my shows, on shows like this, they polarize every part of you. And once you're friends with someone, they expect you guys to be close, close. Yeah. You can't be here saying, oh, girl, yeah, you could look at my phone, look at the text messages. After this lady accused you of being an alcoholic, mm. um, and, and now you're like, oh, yeah, you come and help me take um, 
my pictures for the baby. Let's let's get in water. Oh yeah, look at my phone. This is what I said to her. Yeah, she was making fun, but I wasn't making fun. And I'm on your side, and mm. to me to go get a sonogram. Just it just it was so frustrating. Candace's and Monique's back and forth, and I didn't like how Monique kept trying to chastise Candace in front of everybody else. If you my friend, give me the look, but you cuss me out when nobody else is around. <laughs> <laughs> in front of everybody else i just it was i i I didn't like it yeah that is uh that's the truth though i mean when you have a friendship like that and then your friend who is supposed to kind of be a ride or die on the show just as robin and giselle have been ride or dies and the the green-eyed bandits you know and now she kind of sold obviously candace feels like she sold her out to she did it was kind of (laughs) <laughs> she did. She I'm did. trying she to still her like her busy. I can't. I have to say kind. You can yeah. like her. You just have to take the good with the bad. You have That's to be true. real about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she, she sold her out. And she doesn't see it that way. And she's attacking her friend who's at her side more than the person who tried to make it seem like she was this alcoholic. I just, I, um, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what happened to the umbrella energy? What happened to that? Where did that? Where'd that go? I don't know. Umbrellas uh, are down now. She's just dragging directly. <laughs> Kem says, "Blame Candace for cashing checks. Her ass can't cash." Busy. What do you say to that? First of all, let me tell you something about um. Who said this? Posh? Who said Kem? Kem. We do love Kem, but she also does not like Nini, and I ride hard for Nini, and I'm a Nini apologist. So oh, yeah, Kem's so used to. Kim, so then we're on the same side, Kem. Because yeah. um, <laughs> Nini can go right back on that spiritual journey. No. Um, but I understand Candace cashing checks that her, you know, ass can't cash. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I don't know if she came to cash anything. You know, I think it was a money order that she was trying to put in her safe. I don't know if she came to cash anything. Maybe it was the wrong idea. She was upset that Monique thought she was coming to cash something. Yeah. Okay. But I, I don't. I don't think Monique came in here trying to act like or unfriend or I think she wanted to befriend Candace and she wanted to befriend um, Karen. Mm -hmm. I think she thought she was friends with Ashley, but that's always a bad idea. You never Um, know if you're friends with Ashley. You don't know. Just don't do it. Just don't try (laughs) it. Don't do it. It's never in your best interest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think she was fostering a relationship with Monique and Karen and once the, because Karen was always like, you know what, maybe we should do this. They had dinner and lunch and side conversations. Monique thought it was always the best time when everyone else was around to say, oh, yeah, you're not doing it right. And you need to apologize. And she's changed. And girl, wasn't she just calling you an alcoholic yesterday? <laughs> and now you want to yell at me in person? No. And I don't like that. And it, then Karen will pull her to the side. And here comes Monique. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, girl, go over there with that baby. <laughs> I just, I just cannot. I just, I, I, I'm not gonna say they both were an F R. I just feel like Monique was more F R. Yes. Well, uh, Posh Posh says yes, Busy Blue. That's why I like Candace, and mm-hmm. even a B on that one. So, and uh, <sighs> Nini can go. People are agreeing that Nini. Long can go. time ago. Long time ago. 
I do not know why. Well, I do know why I have this Nini apology syndrome. I feel like Nini gave us so much. She gave the franchise so much. And I know that sometimes you have to let these things go. Mm -hmm. I'm just not ready yet. And I feel like she's going to have a second coming. There's going to be the second coming of Nini. She's going to rise up. Um, they're going to give her a net for her. <laughs> I'm going to do it. They're going to give her a spinoff. Um, it's going to be based around swag sounds boring right now, but she's going to pull in some people that she's friends with and maybe some people they can cast who she's not friends with, even though I know Nini probably wouldn't be cool with that. So actually my whole theory just got debunked because she doesn't have friends talking it out. But what about Marlo? Marlo's a friend. I mean, the closest. I don't, th I don't think Nini thinks that anymore. And I'm not sure if Marlo looks at herself like that anymore. I need to catch up. Like, obviously, things are happening in the world. And I thought Marlo was going to ride hard for Nini until she got her own peach. I think what well, Marlo doesn't want a peach. She she gets a good coin already. And she's taking Ted Turner's money already, too. I think that Marlo's realizing she has kids that she's taking care of now. She's yeah. trying to be an example. And if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And what I can't do is just um, isolate myself and be just Nini's. Uh, partner in crime or person because Marlo's seen it with when Nini's done with you, she's done with you. She is done with and you. And I don't have time for you know you upset with me. Now you're not talking to me anymore. Marlo has dealt with her even in the last season, getting in carriages, a horse buggy in oh carriages. We don't have time for this. Marlo said, look, then I need to make relationships with other people and she yeah. can be mad all she wants to, but I need a job. Yeah. No, I think what Marlo's doing is really smart. And that carriage scene when she's ready, she's like, really, Nini, really? And Nini's just like, goodbye. I do think Nini should uh, obviously respect Marlo a little more in that, that friendship because Marlo rides really hard for her. And um, so I agree with that. I just, uh, I when I'm sad, when I'm sad, busy, you know what I do? I go to YouTube and I play like a video of the best of Nini through the years. And I get what you're saying. When Nini That's what the problem is. See, this is where y'all break up with people. You put those <laughs> pictures away, those notes away, stop listening to those songs. And you don't go that you need to block those channels. This is just for your mental. I can't. You should not be going back to put on uh, the best of I Love New York. <laughs> oh, Tiffany Pollard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, whenever yes. you're stressed, okay. with the best okay. of Nini, no, well, uh, the best of uh, Tiffany Pollard. But I'm talking early Nini, like early Nini. Yeah, leave her alone. That was a long time ago. We got to, you can't hold on to the past. I know. I do though. I, I'm living. I literally am living in Close Your Legs to Married Men. I am living. Yeah, but how many no's ago were that? Was that? That was, that was a lot. That was that like four was, noses. That was four noses and that was when people were still wearing jeans to the reunion. So Jolene, you better get your life together. I get it. I'm still going to really um, enjoy myself. I mean, well, I hope she does a cameo for you too. <laughs> well, I'm not paying for a cameo. <laughs> uh, I don't love her that much. Um, no, uh, but I do. I think that, well, yeah, I don't really know what Nini's future is at this point. I know she's shopping herself around uh, allegedly to other networks, looking for shows, stuff like that. And she does feel, I do. However, no one in the chat agrees with me except for I think I found one person I think Shawanda says I love Nini to the same but everyone else is like yes busy blue yes yes bye yeah. Nini see you later and I do think Nini has made her own bed with this you know what I mean she keeps walking off she keeps leaving coming back and I know you said when she's done with you she's done with you which is kind of true but then she'll go back because like him her and Kim they'll be weird friends sometimes or come together when everyone's against them. So I guess it's not really a true friendship anyways. So. Yeah, she knows what she needs and she needs this check. 
Um, I don't know what's going on with any swag boutique. If she's sitting there doing leopard brunch, uh, <laughs> leopard print brunches, girl, and that's tacky and cheap already. I don't know what's going on with her, and I think she needs this show. I, 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 what else is she doing? Who knows? She needs the show, and that's why she wants Kim to come back, or Paige, or to come back, or whomever to come back because she needs people on her side. She can we've had enough of her? Take yourself into one of these adult care limb facilities what? and just live your live yourself your life out. Oh my gosh! Um, the uh, not the adult care living facility. I'm <laughs> just I, I didn't want to call it something. I'm trying to be nice. But, I just. You know, I just went to Swag Boutique just to see what was going on on the website. And yeah, we got Nini modeling all the outfits. Um, so that, that'll let you know that no one's buying it. <laughs> when I was in Atlanta last time, I was looking up how far uh, Swag Boutique was. And I think it's in Buckhead or something like that um, from Atlanta. And I almost drove out there, even though Atlanta traffic is almost as bad as LA traffic or probably is as bad. I didn't end up doing it, but I. Almost did. Oh, wow. And I'm looking at now she's got a lace thing on. I'm seeing nipples. See, so. and who you're 78. <laughs> like, put, put some clothes on and get it together. I'm just, I'm over her. Uh, she can shop herself around. Go to Oprah. Go to Own Network. Just like get off of Bravo and get off of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I bet you, like, so many people in the chat are appreciating your presence now because people have been like, Jillian, you need an intervention with your Nini. You wow. do. You do. And I hate to be that person. <laughs> I really hate Because, you know, I love you. And I think that you... I, this sometimes you just get stuck on the past. You don't know how to let it go. Yes. And I think that that's just where we are. And we're, we're going to get you through this. Okay. Throughout this whole season, we're going to get you through this because you deserve it. better. Okay. And so do we. She's Nini is still here um, attacking us because yeah. of you, people like you. Yeah. And the more true. people we can convert mm -hmm. to get to our side, the better. She's talking about George Floyd and I was attacked and ooh, ooh. we need her to go away. Oh, she got donkey of the day for that one. That was a real she was donkey of the year. Go hang out with Terry Crews. Just get off of our screens. <laughs> go hang out with Terry Crews. Oh my gosh. I love you, Busy. You oh my, you always, you, literally my wig is sweating again. Every oh. time I talk to Busy, no one else makes my wig sweat um, except for you. Okay. Oh, so, thank you. I love you too. This is why we're going to get you off of Nini. <laughs> Everyone is just like, bye, Nini. Preach busy. Yes. Okay. Busy Blue is fire. As I said, not Terry. <laughs> I'm just saying, the way she was talking about, oh, George Floyd, she need to go hang out with Terry Crews. That's true. That's true. Okay. And Stacey Dash. <laughs> oh, St Stacey Dash. Isn't she in jail for like assaulting her significant other in Florida? Where I don't think she went to jail, but I think she was apprehended. Well, it doesn't matter to me. She's one of the single ladies who can stay off my screen, too. Yeah. And Candace Owens, they can all hang out, have a good sure time. Can, them and uh, a diamond and silk, or whatever those uh, two black women names are. <laughs> uh -uh. Okay, did we cover all the? Let's That's see, a got... show. No, we didn't do Karen. Where's Karen's? I'm looking. The Grand Dame. Oh, the Grand Dame. They saved her for last. She literally is the last line of this art, or no, one of the last lines of this article on the Sun. Uh, so, wait, no, that is, isn't even hers. Okay, Karen, where did you go? Where did you go? So we got that. Well, how come they don't what have did Karen's Karen? say? Oh my gosh, we got Who Ashley. Has Karen's? Yeah. 
See, the, we don't talk about Ashley's the and Mom. Where are you? It's got to be about her perfume line, right? No, um, no, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> it should have been. Um, okay, no, Karen, no. That's she's talking about something else in this. All right, I'm gonna look it up real quick, you guys. Uh, Karen, season five tagline. As you look that up, what has been your favorite tagline on the Potomac season overall? To kill me, you guys, but I still, even when I'm randomly, I don't know, washing clothes, I say, Why cry over spilled milk when you can laugh over champagne? Yeah, my favorite tagline. Ever, ever, ever. Now, Sharice did that. Um, Jackson Jordan. She's going to have to cut one of, the one of her names. <laughs> but um, uh, she that was her tagline, and I had fallen in love. I just can't let it. It was the best one ever. I mean, laugh over vodka, but still, the same, yeah. you know, <laughs> still in the same realm. The same realm. Okay, I think I found her newest one. Um Okay, Karen's is, honey, the grand dame don't repeat history. She makes it. Hers is the best, I think. I I think it's the best. Um, uh, I think uh, it's the I'm, best. Well, we, we are all types of our opinions. Okay. Uh, why I it? think that it was, <laughs> oh, I don't want to say she's repeating history, but I also don't want to say she's making it. Did she ever get that 501c3 for uh, the old <laughs> Huger? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Everything that she does is coming soon. Mm, coming soon. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's in, um, what is it always? It's in, we're, we're thinking oh, we're, about it. It's, um, it's, we're in discovery phase. Yes. We're in the discovery phase. <laughs> we're in discovery. Um, so I'm not sure if she's making history or if the history is being made on that flight when Nene, if she's waiting for Nene to arrive. Um, <laughs> I might have parent apology syndrome too. I got lots of issues. I'm oh, learning. and that's okay. See, that's okay. Okay. That is okay. Because normally, you know, Karen, early on season one, she reminded me kind of of the energy a little bit, but much better and much more clever and much more interesting that Luann brings to the Housewives of New York. I don't know if you watch New York, but because Luann was the countess. And so she, when she was married to the count, which that didn't work out. And she since, you know, assaulted police officers and went to jail like overnight and she was like i know what it's like to be in the system it's like no you don't white privilege and so uh she ate one bologna sandwich and now she thinks she literally got drunk uh assaulted a police officer in her hotel room um who has it shimmied out of her handcuffs to shimmied yell out yes and, and and she was just fine escorted very nicely and you would think this woman having gone through that would now speak out and help people, but no, she's just, you know, she's just she being hurt. shimmied out. First of all, she, what did they, how did they put it, these hair? Were they, were they fur ones? And they, <laughs> yes, it was the sexy bedroom ones they put on her. She was like, mm, she's shimmying. And I, and I watched it. Like I've watched her police arrest video multiple times because it's out there because she is like bombed. I mean, blackout drunk she kicked like uh shut the door on the police she kicked them swore yelled and she's still around you know is she still on the housewives yeah she's still on the housewives oh she's, i'm starting did... to petition now it changed out work <laughs> i cannot mm -hmm. she uh yeah you would think that it never happened now because she quit drinking for like a year she was on probation and then now she's just back to you know, being, uh, you know, drinking and she's a cabaret star. But what reminded me 
early on when I first got introduced to Karen was like, oh, because Karen's all about manners. And so Luann had like something with the countess, but Karen was just a million more times likable. And just, um, I, you just believed Luann just always seemed very disingenuous and not authentic. Um, and even though Karen, I mean, that whole, you know, you know, yeah, this is what we do in Potomac. This is how, you know, does come off uh, very patronizing, condescending to people. But I feel like she really felt that where Luann wasn't living that life at all. Luann was messy and she was Karen, so. having, well, that's true. It was having lots of divorces or lots of affairs, I should say. Um, so maybe then sorry, like, Luann. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that reminded me of that. And so I'm okay with her keeping her grand dame because Luann still pulls up her countess shit. And I feel like, you know, if Luann can do that, then Karen can be the grand dame. Oh, she is the grand dame of Potomac and out of Great Falls. She is the grand dame. I love her. She needs to be here. Like she's she sets the tone. She she's out of this world, she's dramatic. I need everything that Karen brings and has, and yes. I need her to always stay. It's just like this one was not it, girl. I haven't seen history made yet. That's still coming to. Um, we're still not sure. So yeah. So you're, that's a no for you. You're like that's oh, no, a no. The, the tagline is a no. Karen's a yes. Okay, Karen's a yes. Tagline is a no. Okay, so speaking of season one, let's just kind of talk about, you know, how we got to where we are today with Potomac and Busy. I'm going to let you lead the discussion because um, you're the PhD and I am the, um, what would I be? I'm, I'm the undergrad. I'm an undergrad. Yeah. No, no, no. I think we're, I think we're both at the same level. I went to a different school. Let's call mine an Ivy League. Yeah. Um, and I know, went to we'll state school. Yeah, state school. Yeah. state school. I started with community college just to get my, you know, prereqs and save a little bit of money and waitressing, you know, putting my work in. And now I'm at state school and I got myself a sweatshirt and it's like, you know, University of Wisconsin, let's go. <laughs> See, and I like that because you, you were able to get an associate's and a bachelor's unless Thank you just went straight through. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, and we talked about this a little bit in the beginning that the Real Housewives of DC was a franchise. Yeah. I wish I could remember what year it was in. The show did not do well because they went political. DC mm -hmm. is not a very social, you know, out and about. Paris Hilton wouldn't have been showing her panties um, coming out of any car in the District of Columbia. Um, it was 2010. That's, that's how long ago it was. That's crazy. That's 10 uh, years ago. And it was just, it It didn't live up to what was going on in the other shows. You have um, Kim Zosiak sleeping with married men. You have <laughs> Teresa tossing tables. And then you, uh, people are taking their, their legs off. And but then you have them just... <laughs> not doing anything and they just try to keep up this air and this in dc we need to and it w did not work they had one couple the salehis which were the only trashy yep. couple that could have brought the show but they broke too many laws or <laughs> while filming the show that it, it was it was a liability like they literally so, like, made Lewis. news yeah yes, they, they did they had to go again they had to go up um in front of congress they used to um, lie about who they were and then, like, sneak into presidential, con Congress, government yes. events. Mm -hmm. 
president's event? Yeah, it was some kind of dinner. It was some kind of White House dinner and they snuck in. They didn't have tickets. And she had this like dress. I remember when she got her hair done and it was just this big salacious deal. But I feel like the casting for that show, like you said, it was so bland. Yeah. Uh, they had Mary. Mary was so boring. She would just, and it, Mary, and then there was that older lady. And I forget her name. I'm not going to act like I remember any of them except for the black lady with the bob and the her husband. Place. Yeah, and the Salehis. So I liked her and her husband. The Salehis just brought entertainment. Mary was super boring. Um, Kat was the like Australian or British, and she was married to that photographer. And then she was the only one that um, would kind of cause a little bit of drama. But they all felt like they were above. You can't cast people who feel above their castmates because they're not going to want to do scenes together and it's really boring. Exactly. And then there was this older lady and that's all I remember about her. And she was just like, you know, just like very <laughs> much like some like evil witch or something. Um, and she was really boring. Very yeah, boring. it was just, it was a mess. Mm -hmm. And the show was canceled. Yes. I wish the Salehis were still on my TV though. They were so interesting. How are you two white people trying to sneak into Obama's uh, press? <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. We know who you are. Um... So then we got the Real Housewives of Potomac. Potomac is one of the um, uh, richest areas in the United States. Um, I think it's gone down, though, on the list. Um, but uh, it's in Maryland. It, driving through there, you just it, you smell money, okay? When the cops stop you, they say, can we have your credit score, please? Like, it's not <laughs> even about uh, license and registration. They're just going to need to see that FICO score. Um but it's it's very spacious. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of African Americans live there, just in Maryland in general. Um, but especially in Potomac, and the net worth is just out of this world. Wow! So we started the first season of the Real Housewives of Potomac with Sharice uh, Jackson Jordan. Um, she kind of one of the names. Sharice <laughs> uh, was kind of like the staple of the group. Uh, she brought everyone together, and everyone who kind of had a connection with each other was because of Sharice. She had been living in the area for a long time. She was married to a basketball player. They had tons of money. Um, and in this first season, her husband was away. And she was now talking about just how she's dealing with being a single mother act, act, and acting single mother as her husband coaches in another state um, and the friendships that uh, arise there. Did you want to go through each person or did you want to? Stop? Sure. I love this. I feel like, cause this is also going to be, cause we talked about this and I don't know if we mentioned it yet in the podcast episode, but I feel like so many people sleep on Potomac. And so if we do have people who listen later on iTunes and might not might go, oh, I haven't gotten into Potomac. Cause I hear that so often having uh -huh. podcasts, we've had this podcast since 2017 and people are just, they don't watch. They Potomac. will now. They they will they will now. now, yes. So we, um, so yeah, she was the main person that she was the crux of the group. Yes, she's the person, and then her husband's in Jersey and he's coaching, and she's like, I like it that way, I like it that way. And then she's like, I don't like it, you know. It was, it was, it was an up and down, yeah. Um, <laughs> from there, we have, I'm trying to see how I can make the connections, but from there, we have, um, uh, Karen Huger. Karen yeah. Huger is uh, married to who she calls the Black Bill Gates. He uh, runs a uh, a major tech company. Mm -hmm. uh, she is with her daughter and him. He's the same age as her father. I think a little bit older, two years older. Um, what else about her? She's this housewife. She's she's the matriarch of the group um, and a Potomac. Uh, she calls herself. Well, they have. Uh, Doomed her the 
Vondom. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who deemed her that, but she says the Potomac has, so we're going to let her do that. Um, and she's just, she's full of life. And throughout the first season, she constantly talked about etiquette. She wrote the book mm -hmm. and had a number for everyone you should be following, which <laughs> moves us on to Giselle, who Giselle um, Bryant, she was married to Jamal Bryant, who is a major pastor at a mega church in Atlanta. They divorced because he could not keep his thing in his pants. Mm -hmm. um, and she moved back to Potomac, she says. She comes from a prominent family who um, was helping in pioneering the civil rights movement at that time, originally from Louisiana. Uh, she is an interesting character. She has three daughters, a set of twins, and uh, one older daughter. Uh, she is spunky. She's full of life. Mm -hmm. She is very... She's gone through enough where she's, she doesn't care what anyone has to say. She's just going to live. She's trying to date again and still living in this Potomac realm, which brings us to her close friend because Giselle has green eyes and blonde mm -hmm. hair. And so does her friend Robin. Robin <laughs> during this time period is working as an event planner um, at a firm and she lives in her house with her ex-husband, Juan Dixon, one of the finest men on the Bravo <laughs> franchises. Mm -hmm. um, they, I mean, is there a housewife husband who's more attractive than Juan? I can't think offhand. Well, I watched the other one, so I can't say for sure. I, I do. Okay, so I do watch, and I don't think there's a hotter. People think Mauricio, which is Kyle Richards' husband, is very attractive, and he's attractive, but I think Juan is more attractive. So I think she wins, right? I think even Andy Cohen has said. Did say that. Yeah, so I think. The she, Ed Hartwell was gone. Ed oh, Hartwell. yeah. <laughs> uh, they co-parent with their two sons, and they're not together, but they have they've known each other since high school, so they – they cohabitate and try to make it work, and they want to do this for the kids. Uh, they're not sure what dating looks like, if they're still doing it. Robin's just trying to figure it all out, which brings us to somebody else who's trying to figure it all out. Um, Katie. Mm -hmm. Katie, uh, Katie Ross is uh, the daughter of prominent uh, philanthropists in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, she is a dating uh, this uh, Jewish young man who she wants to marry. She made it very open that she likes white men. She's a black woman with three kids and an ex-husband. And she wants this one now. They had a really good relationship. She's still trying to figure out what her footing is, more so though in her family, in the philanthropy realm. And if she's going to be able to take on the legacy and move forward. And that's what she's kind of dealing with and trying to Stay young and figure out what the future looks like, just like the newest member, Ashley Darby. Yes. Ashley Darby came into the scene as someone who was doing some philanthropy. I think it was Sip with Socialites, something like that. Um, and her and she had an event and she invited Katie. And that's how she got her in into the Potomac realm. Throughout this season, you're going to see Ashley try to figure out how she fits in. What does this look like? She knows that the Potomac women are the powerful women that she needs to be in good with in order to really take over the city and become that uh, powerful woman that she wants to be. She was uh, Miss DC at one point. She did not win um, <laughs> the actual Miss USA. 
Um, but um, I think that's if she's married to Michael Darby, who is also he's in real estate. He's a older white man. Mm-hmm. I think he is like double her age. Yeah, she's twenty six when she starts the show, and he's mm-hmm. fifty five. It's like ah. That's he has so children her age. He has yeah. children her age. And she's she's fun. She's spunky. She's full of life. And she's just, she's trying her best to figure it all out. She does not come from money. And now she's trying to figure out what it means to have it and not mess it up. Yes. Oh, I feel like, like Jay Jobs said, Busy did his homework. Like that was beautiful. And it was so put together so nicely and just oh. on the top of your head. So... That basically is all the women and their, you know, um, their past, their journeys through the first season. And Ashley definitely struggles to find her place, probably being 26. And right away, Giselle feels like a competitive nature with her. And um, Ashley, I remember when Ashley went, when she met him out at the bar, and that's when Giselle first called her a thought. And she was grinding up on Robin. And Robin's like, she's hanging out with way too many white women because black women don't do this. Like, there's so many... She was just young and fun. And first of all, I don't think y'all two know what the black, black women are are doing, Miss Blonde Hair, Green Eyes. But I think she was just having fun. Now, throughout the first three seasons, Ashley was my favorite. She just was my favorite. She, I related to her and her youthfulness Mm -hmm. and how stuck up these women were being. And the only thing she's trying to do is fit in. And throughout this entire season, you can see her trying her best to figure it out and fit in. Mm-hmm. Now, the people she was taking advice from at times sometimes wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes she just didn't understand Kuth. Yes. And uh, that was frustrating. But other than that, she was fun. She held them to task. Mm-hmm. She was messy when she needed to be messy. Uh, she wasn't afraid of the camera or drama. Um, and I, I think she fit right in. Yeah, no, she did. I mean, as far as drama and, um, stirring up this cast, I mean, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I can't, I call her husband, Freddy Krueger. Cause I, he scares me. He's just terrible. Like, I feel like he's living under my bed. It's like the, that song I told you busy, like one, two, Michael Darby's coming for you. Like it's so, I'm so scared of him. But um, yes, I liked Ashley. I go on and off with Ashley because she just has these moments then when I don't like her. And then Candace is holding the butter knife and I'm like, do it, Candace. And I'm like, Jolene, stop. (laughs) So yeah. So season one is, um, it was, I thought it was a great first season of Housewives because you see, there's a lot of Housewives first seasons where you, you think even sometimes like, how did they get a second season? Or, um, you know, which is why DC didn't. Well, DC didn't get for multiple reasons, but I'm trying to think of other franchises where I've, I've thought like, Hmm, that wasn't the greatest of, um, first season. I I can't help you out. But Potomac had a very strong first season, how they introduced people and how they were connected. Like right away, we knew Karen and Giselle, these two were going to be battling it out for however long this series Last. Yes, they're going to be frenemies forever. And that was laid out very clearly. We have, you know, the green eyed bandit crew, you know, we have Karen off, you know, and she kind of she'll she'll switch it up, whatever kind of works for her. 
mm-hmm. in, in the time. And then Ashley always trying to find her way. And then Katie, oh my gosh, Katie, the introduction of Katie is she's so interesting because she's a model or she was a model, but didn't start modeling until she was 26. And then the only magazine she talked about in the first season being on was like the Washington magazine. <laughs> something where I'm like, I I wouldn't say you're like Cynthia Bailey model, but she's beautiful. And she has ties and dated Russell Simmons. Was it a date? Okay. And yeah, so I don't know, but as the, but we will now go into uh, season two because lots of things change. Hold on. This was a great season. And I want to make sure that I, because there were things that I covered and I saw and I, and I found out. Um, so unlike uh, Jolene, I always skip straight to season two. Like I, I, I acted like uh, Real Housewives of Potomac season one didn't exist. Um, I just I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I just always acted like it didn't exist. And when me and Jolene talked about, look, we're gonna re, um, we're gonna you know go over it and talk about it. I said, you know what? Let me do my homework and watch the season again. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I had no right? idea what I was thinking. It It's so good. So you see Ashley, who, you know, she's just trying to figure out her way into this group. Um, throughout that time, she's close with Katie. Like, she's close with her because Katie's trying to figure out the same thing. Now, Katie was an interesting character because she switches um, in half of the season. In the first half of the season, she's all about her husband. She's trying to figure this out. She's doing this philanthropy thing. And then in the half of the season, when all of the girls were like, we are not helping you with this charity event that you're trying to get a hundred thousand dollars for in two days, we can't do it. And then she just switches. Now she's well in my family. And she just becomes this, uh, I'm, I'm, how dare you? And I don't think that this is how she just becomes a whole nother person. Yeah. And the Katie in the beginning of the season, I love, she, when she was introduced to Ashley's husband, she's like, oh, I love Australians. They're just so <laughs> wild and turkey and great. She was always off color. Everything she said was off color. Mm-hmm. It was like, Katie, I don't think you should have said that. Um, or did you, you should have thought about that. Or does your mother know you're here? Uh, <laughs> Do you need an adult, Katie? Can you, adult? Can you please stop kissing him like that? Like yeah. it was just always just very childlike, very what's going on with her. She was like a, a Paris Hilton kind of in her yeah. earlier years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throughout that time, then Giselle and Giselle had a problem with her and how she's acting. And this is not the time and accusing her of being on pills. Um, And so that dichotomy kind of changed between them and we needed Giselle because she was very interesting, but then Katie became something that wasn't interesting anymore because yeah. now she's like, I'm not on pills and my family has this history and Giselle made her become something else. And throughout that time, Giselle was dating someone and trying to figure out what her hair should look like. Oh, this was a horrible season. The Giselle bangs are the worst. I think one of the worst hair and I've had full bangs too, but that was too full of a bang. You cannot, you go deep with the bang, but there, I mean, it, you cannot look like it is like living on your head. You cut, but it was under like tracks, like somebody gave her tracks and they're like, they're coming down. But then they was like, oh, I have a bowl cut wig. Um, so then she put a bowl cut wig over no, it. No. And it just always looked oh. bad. And she used it throughout the entire season. I don't know who told her that that looked good. And who <laughs> her. 
She because even said during that season that when when I think it was Karen or someone was like, or no, maybe she said it does not look good. She's like, it does look good. She's like, it does not. It does. Because how Sharice had the, and this is what my problem was with Sharice. Now Sharice, we, we go back and forth, but mm -hmm. um, Sharice, she was having her what was it a birthday party, some some type of event. Who cares? And Giselle <laughs> uh, and her hairstylist to come yes. over and help her make the crabs. So they did. Mm -hmm. um, and they truly made all the crabs, but they needed something else to put them in. So they tried to, Giselle yelled upstairs like, hey girl, where's the bowl? Where do I put these crabs in? Uh, <laughs> and Giselle and her hairstylist came upstairs. Now, I don't know, how do you feel about this, Jolene? I don't like people going past the second floor. I mean, the first mm -hmm. floor of my home, mm -hmm. like that's not for you, that's for us. You stay down here, go to the half bath. Or we'll send someone down, like Karen, that um, that uh, that uh, all the other people through the home house, but do not come upstairs. And that's how Sharice was acting. And then the fight just ensued from there. How dare you send people up? And you're acting like an animal. You're you're, you're not gracious and you're solo class. And <laughs> but you invited them over to help you out and do something that shouldn't even been on their radar. Now I get Giselle brought her friend and Sharice didn't know about it. Whatever. But I agree with you. I think when you have someone over and if they're going to another floor, they have to be invited up there. But when you leave someone alone and you go get your hair and makeup done and they're supposed to be doing this you got a party started that's very rude so i'm gonna go find you and if i have to go to your upper level i'm gonna go to your upper level exactly excuse me where you at and he, she did say that she wanted help with her hair yes she said she wanted help she now it probably wasn't just but you said yes yes uh, <laughs> that's a good one. it probably wasn't just but you said yes <laughs> that's when that happened but then Karen Huger, that, this was her way in of now fighting with Giselle because Giselle took her birthday seat. This was just this was Karen's fight with Giselle. Okay, how dare you? Uh, etiquette rule number one forty three: the uh, the guest of honor always sits in the center. And now that Sharice uh, has a problem with uh, Giselle, so does Karen, and she printed out etiquette rules. <laughs> how she should be sitting in the center and where she should be and where oh, she should that be. That was way too much. We got our first super chat. Loving you guys. This chat is getting me hype oh. for the new season. Thank you so much. That's our goal. And that was, I mean, I feel like busy is just bringing it. So let us continue. <laughs> it's very difficult to see just this or this, Karen and Giselle, they they just battled throughout the season. It was very tough to watch because like, why are y'all fighting? Yeah. Now moving into Robin, who her problem was Ashley, because Ashley was letting her know, girl, you're broke. Yeah. Where's your money? You got twenty five cents, twenty five dollars. Oh my god, my favorite scene of the whole entire thing was when uh, she was like, uh, Giselle says, well, Ashley was googling you, and she yeah. said that. Uh, she was talking about your finances, and Robin said, "Do you have a?" Pro She's like, "No, like I, you were, you were, you had been. Every time I'm around you, you've been very standoffish. So I was thinking, maybe there's something with your social skills and something with why you're not communicating with people. So, you know, I googled you to to figure out what was wrong, and this is what showed up. And Robin said, "Well, that was a long time ago." And Ashley said, "That was last summer, girl. That was." Oh. That was messed This is the first thing that it said. And throughout that time period, it was them going back and forth because Ashley was like, 
why are you being so snooty to me? Because Juan has $25, $25 in his account. And you should be acting like this because you're broke. Um, and I mean, that just, that solidified Ashley's place, right? Oh, when she yeah. did that, the minute she told um, Katie that she Googled and Katie ran back and was like, um, speaking to Google, she's Googling you. And then Robin wasn't there. And then Robin found out and the way Ashley handled it, uh, it just, that solidified. She's like, oh, I, I've arrived. Yes. <laughs> the first thing that showed up. Okay. And it, it says you're broke. And that wasn't a long time ago. That was that was on in June. Okay. Oh. And this is September. So <laughs> it, it just oh it just I loved every part of it. Now I got sad once we realized why Robin Robin's broke. Yeah. Uh, and her talking about all of that and that coming out. Um, so I think that that helped in her preparing for her being evicted, um, or for her home being foreclosed on. But yes. so she had to get that out. So that was interesting. And then for this. See, I realized Cherise was trying to create a narrative for one or two things. Mm -hmm. Either she wanted her husband to see this and say, look, I'm still, I still have your back. I'm still with you. Like, we don't have to get this divorce. Um, or she was trying to show us, uh, she was trying to keep up appearances for us that she still has a husband. She's co-parenting, but now she's a single mother as he goes and works. And it's like, y'all not together. Okay? Exactly. Haven't been together for a long time, and it was just, it's just her storyline. It just, I could not tell if she was trying to, because she feels like she seems like someone who doesn't want to fail. Yeah. So it was going to be very heartbreaking, and so I felt like this TV show would help her husband convince her husband, like, look, I have your back. I'm still with you. We're, we can still make this work. Mm -hmm. But then also, I felt like her reality was, girl. He already has a girlfriend, okay? And you've been single parenting for a minute, okay? For three years, yeah. I mean, the way she spoke about before they had money and their relationship was so great, and then the money came and all the stuff, and now they don't even... She's like, we'd wake up and go for walks for hours together. Now we can't even talk for minutes. I'm like, ooh, that's bad. So a lot of her early behavior, I think, against Giselle and stuff was that what these housewives do is they project because they're in a shitty relationship. So then they start investing their time. You what? Think she projected? I do. I think because she, she was unhappy because it wasn't when she first started kind of going against Giselle and her and Karen. And they had, you know, where um, I think they had a lunch or something. And she was just like, oh, it's disgusting, Giselle. Um, when she was, they were going back over the issues they had with each other and the incident at her house. I think that she was an unhappy woman and hurt people hurt people. So normally mm -hmm. something that normal she probably wouldn't be upset about. She was because she was so not happy in her home and she hadn't told any of them that yet so she was trying to keep up like you said these appearances and while being like no it's great because they went for like karen's birthday i remember and uh when yeah it was when the seat situation happened and giselle was really asking like well how long are you gonna let this happen where he's in jersey and you're here and all this stuff and she's like it's actually better and then karen being her little buddy was like yeah i bet that's really exciting and i'm thinking you are both very sad like you're both crying at night alone nobody wants to be married and wants their if you marry the right person you do not want your spouse gone on 24 seven. That's if mm -hmm. you marry the wrong person. So she was definitely hurting. So that's the vibe I got from her is that she was just projecting this hurt and things uh, in her relationship onto the women that season. I feel like she was trying to 
keep a spot in a space. I felt like she didn't know. I, I, I didn't even see projecting. I felt like it was, I am, uh, she's just, she's not the grand dame, but I'm Sharice. If yeah. I don't want to take around that season, you know, if I don't know who you are, then you're not worth knowing or something like that. Yeah. Like she had this esteem about her where she, she kept all the basketball wives together and she, she's a philanthropist and everybody wants her to be a part of her. She just bought a house and now she was able to, you know, get within uh, Potomac, but now that was leaving her, you know, her daughter was getting older. She's about to be gone. There's no reason for her husband to pay for the home and kids or whatever anymore. And I felt like she was just trying to hold on to whatever grandeur yeah. she had, which is why when we get into season two, all oh, y'all, Katie's gone. She didn't make it through. Oh, um, Katie. She'll be okay. back. She'll be back. Like It was sad back. that she didn't make it because I love how she read uh, um, Giselle and Robin about them thinking that they're not biracial, which. Uh, yeah. I'll leave that one alone. It's, just, it's for the moment where you, I could go on that forever. Um, well, I don't mind whenever you're ready, you know. Just, they're just the ignorance. The yeah. ignorance. But anyway, so now we get to season two and Sharice is Shasha. Mm -hmm. And a clear sign of someone who's going through something and they're, they're trying to deal with it. And enough, she became someone else. And this is where we see Shasha. Shasha. Come in. She's wearing <laughs> the same clothes as her daughter. Ooh, that's never she's good. That's never good. In champagne rooms. <laughs> she is writing on hoverboards. <laughs> uh, she is rapping. <laughs> she is like, I don't know. She was going through this Shasha of, I need my youthfulness back. Now, who am I? Now it's gone. I don't know if she was uh, projecting in season one because it seems like she couldn't even handle it or any part of it in season two. Do you want to explain what season two looked like and the introduction of Monique? Um, no, you're doing a great job, actually. I am being reminded of all of this and I am having a like that cringe factor, you know, when hearing with Shasha what's going on. <laughs> It's never, it's never good. It's so in never. season two, she, uh, Charisse, we can start with her again. Yeah. She, um, she was now starting to deal with the harsh reality of what was happening. And the finale of uh, the reunion for season one, she, right before we did the toast, she decides, I, I have to be truthful. Uh, Eddie and I haven't talked for however long. Just like, girl, but we know. Can we do the toast, Eddie? So now we come in and they're, they're trying to figure it out and her daughter's turning, Skylar's turning 16 and she'll be out of the house soon. And she needs to figure out what she's doing with um, the home and where she's going. Um, at this point, she's going through therapy. She's uh, creating a champagne room. She's now trying to figure out what is her next step? What's her next move if they have to divorce? Um, she is having a hard time dealing with her role as a Potomac wife because she's uh, the head of the Basketball Wives Coalition or Association, whatever. <laughs> she has depressing, just very depressing uh, dates with them still because she's trying to hold up. It was just, it was just bad. Yes. Uh, Karen is dealing with her daughter going off to school and then she's starting to date her husband again. During this time, she also realizes that her mother is, um, she has an illness mm -hmm. uh, 
and she wants to do her best in the philanthropy realm and world. Um, during this time, Giselle is dating. Oh, that was a wine man too. Giselle's dating. We meet her mother. Um, we get more of her personal life, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, as she's going through this, she also is doing more work now with every who. Um, uh, Robin is dealing with what she prepared us for the last season. They have now moved yeah. into uh, Hanover, which is a very cheap part uh, of Maryland, into a very small apartment with uh, her and Juan. Um, now we start to deal with what the relationship looks like. Is Juan here for her? What is she doing to make this better? Where are they? What is their financial situation? And what does dating look like? Um, and how much she's going to damage her hair. Uh, <laughs> you have Ashley during the season trying to figure out, she knows where she fits now, but now she's trying to figure out this restaurant aspect. For some reason, her and Michael thought it was a good idea to try to serve kangaroo and emu um, in the middle of Arlington, because this uh, red state that is still now purple is going to do well with Australian food and cuisine. I don't know. I didn't so even know she, Australians had food at this time. I thought it was out back because that's how dumb American I am. But yeah, they were like, it's going to be very, I mean, it's just specialty food. And it, we saw how well that restaurant did. You know. or, or not. Or not, exactly. Um, and then we have the introduction of Monique. Monique was someone who came to D.C. as a rapper. She was trying to get her career um, on and popping, and she met her husband, Mr. Samuels. Uh, he's invested very well. Now, Monique is an interesting character because she's down to earth. She's, yes. you know, she, you can relate to her uh, as, as someone who's African-American or Black or maybe a woman. Um, she, she has nice things and it's not her fault and she humble brags, but I don't think she means it as humble bragging. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe every time I, uh, uh, my maid does this, she puts these in the wrong, you know, dresser, but she's not trying to. Yeah. Her and Giselle have a really hard time getting along with each other because Giselle likes to haze and she's jealous to me and, of Monique's life. And Monique is unapologetically humble bragging. Mm -hmm. So they have a very hard time getting together. It's a, it's a very interesting season, but it's full of drama, fun, and you really start to cement who the characters are and their relationships. Yes. Busy did such a beautiful job. That is so... <laughs> she has four homes. Oh, so you don't have a home? I have... Four I homes. have four homes. Giselle, it's the same every season. If a new person comes in, Giselle, a new person to the group, she's going to be the one that kind of hates on her. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know because that, she didn't do it with the Kansas. Well, she, she did it to Ashley. She did it to Monique. So I guess, it. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when they were, when she first, when they were out and then she was like, oh, she I thought. Yeah, yeah she was dancing and stuff. So I think Giselle, I think even in... Season one or season two, was it Karen who said that Giselle is, or maybe it was even Robin that said Robin. any young, um, attractive woman that comes in, Giselle feels threatened. So when your best friend knows that about you, that's your truth. It was Robin. That it was is Robin. your truth. And I think she's just, she, there's a life she wants. Mm -hmm. And I don't, maybe they're not paying their tithes enough in, at, that at church that her husband runs and she just needs a little bit more money. 
Um, and Monique had it. Yeah. Uh, so it was easy to pick on that. And I don't, Monique didn't care mm-hmm. about what or anybody else thought, or she was going to live her life. And uh, Giselle needs everybody to not like someone. And it was hard for her because people did like her. I, uh, Ashley had no problem with her. Karen had no problem with her. And Sharice was extremely close with her. Mm-hmm. So with that, all she had was broke robins and then it's broke robins. How did you feel about uh, her saying that? Uh, hey, my name is Monique and I have five homes. Well, she didn't say that. Uh, it seems like that's what she girl, <laughs> give it a rest. She was trying really hard to make it happen, but it just hating Monique wasn't going to happen. I like that Nalani says Karen reminds um, of the vampire Muppet from Sesame Street with her husband Uncle Ben, and we do see the Uncle Ben uh, name come up and is that season three that uncle ben season three it was also used for um peter thomas yes peter thomas cynthia's uh ex-husband all right so do you want to move on to season three um is there anything monumental in this season i think we can move on to you start to see where sharice uh has to remove herself um it's it wasn't it wasn't fun to watch yeah anymore um and she started to lose her place and i don't think any of her friends were helping especially with regards to the trip that they took and karen was like oh girl i just said you were assisting me i didn't say that you we were co-leading you were just assisting me (laughs) um and you see sharice She's going, it, it, this was a hard season to watch. It's every time she got on my screen. Mm-hmm. It was just depressing. It was sad. And you just saw it. And it, uh, when she had that event, her last event for the Basketball Wives Association, and she's saying, I've, I've loved working with you guys. I've done so much. Yeah. I just, I may have to, you know, things are changing and I may have to lose one name and chop one name off and we'll see. And it's just like, come here, girl. Like yeah. it just it, was, it wasn't it was a it was a sad scene to watch for um Sharice. Yeah, but I feel like when she was saying these things, just even about her relationship, anytime everyone was just like, We know, we know, we need you to get there so that you can move on with your she life. Sharice just was never one that I enjoyed watching on this franchise. I think I was just I was like, We already have Karen, why do we need Sharice? Do you know what I mean? That's how it kind of felt. I could, you know what? But Sharice doesn't have that much of the she, the antics that Karen has. Sharice mm-hmm. is snooty, but just in a like, you you can get a divorce and you won't have this way. And Karen is this farm girl who has her. Yes. Uh, uh, please come upstairs and pick up your. <laughs> like she just, she just has this she has this drama about her, and I think that yes. that's where where the separation comes from. So. Yeah. I de- yeah, I definitely um, don't miss Sharice. That's what I'm saying. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> sure she can go, and she didn't in season. Well, she didn't. Mm-hmm. In season three, Sharice is here with us still. But as a friend of the show. Which is, you know, sometimes can be a good sign. You could. We've seen on franchises where you become a friend of the show, and then you kind of earn your spot back. I don't think uh, she was trying to be a friend of the show. No, it's usually they're never trying. It's Bravo putting them in a timeout and saying, okay, what you got? And then if you don't have anything, then they kind of let you go. Uh, But now Bravo's just saying, you know, even not even doing friends of the show. 
Uh, they're getting rid of people on OC, OGs and stuff. But I think it's ones that need to be gotten rid of. But they did that with Luann on um, New York is they put made her a friend and then she earned her spot back. So she could have if she wanted to. I mean, she's still, I don't know where she lives now. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but... Nalani is killing me with this. Giselle is jealous, and I hate, 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 hate her church lady ankles. Oh, look, she did a lot of things up out there, that poor baby being a first lady, and you give her respect. She's anointed, she says, and she's <laughs> the baddest thing in the streets. Um, and walking. Look, at as much as she's in the streets and she's walking, those ankles are going to look a little swollen. And you need to give credit where credit is due. Oh, my. I did not expect that one. Um, oh. <laughs> so we get to the next season, and Giselle is dating someone new again. Mm -hmm. um, and she's trying to figure out where she fits in this realm. The cast stays the same during this time. It's, uh, wait. The, no. Um, does Candace come in? Yes, the Candace yes, comes Candace. in this season. So um, Giselle is trying to figure out where she fits. She has her every hue um, going on. She's still trying to date. She's trying to figure out. Um, what her next move is, what life is going on, what's life going to look like. Uh, Robin moved from the downstairs apartment to the upstairs apartment, so now they have a bigger apartment. Um, she's oh, now right. trying to focus on her and her um, uh, ex-husband, what this looks like, what the relationship looks like. Ashley is dealing with that because in oh. season two, it was trying to sell the kangaroo, and in season three, the people said, no God. Um, <laughs> And now she's trying to deal with how do we keep this thing afloat? Mm -hmm. She sings a stupid coffee and whatever song to her husband, and he didn't like it. Um, Karen is dealing with downsizing and uh, the search for someone to have her house that was made in, you know, 1873, okay, with the aesthetics that no one wants um, and what that looks like in life. Um, and then now we're introducing Candace, who was Miss United States. She is this fun, spunky, young um, lady who her mother, who there's a, I don't want to say there's a wealth in the family, but her mother has a very successful practice mm -hmm. um, in psychology, sociology, something. And her dad's a doctor and she lives a, a, a good life. And unlike my mom, her mother tells her yes every time. But how is her mom? I still don't get how she's a psychiatrist, yet she lack or psychologist that she lacks empathy for her my life daughter. Doesn't have to be okay, and I don't have to feel for you. I'm sitting here to. It's logic that we're trying to get you to understand, and that wasn't right. And I like, I need someone like her to say that was stupid. <laughs> And your time is up. <laughs> I think I have such the opposite mom of Candace that I'm just like, I feel for Candace so much with her mom and hitting her with the purse. And I know that we're, we'll be covering that, but it's just, uh, it's a lot. I feel like she has, she does a lot for her, you know, financially, things like that, but that emotional support and that just empathy and that, you know, saying um, kind of like validating her feelings, her mom can't do as someone who works in, a field where you have to show logic, of course, but you have to have some empathy for people's feelings and their struggle and their journey and what they've been through. But her mom is just like, no, it affected me, not you. No, you're fine. You're good. Moving on. It's an interesting relationship because Candace is little Karen and the drama is there. Oh, I wish I had my uh, red, but for lack of it, you know, Candace, for, I don't know how she gets it or who uh, walks around with it. 
but there's always a tissue and we're going <laughs> to fold it up Yes. and we are going to do cue every time. And it's, just, it's always on cue. It's always on cue. And I think living with that for a long time, her mother's like, girl, I remember, next season we'll talk about it, but her mother's like, that's just what she do. This, this mm-hmm. cry. Um, I, I think that they're so opposite and her mother's so much more of a provider and logical and mm-hmm. she's candy in the sense of I don't need your dad like I can do this by myself I'm gonna be able to t- um, provide for my children I'm a strong black woman um, and Candace she's more of the most because sometimes she's delusional yeah. and I I can I, I think Candace needs someone like her mother because I think that her husband's the same where it's like this ain't working girl and you need to shut up like they just don't I, someone needs to put Candace in her place, and mm-hmm. I think she's people to say that's dumb, girl, because she just goes off of emotion. So I, I get it. I think she's in an interesting spot because she does come from a family of money, and I know she keeps saying, you know, I would rather have that than a husband or someone who would leave me, and then I have nothing to show for it. But um, I, what do you really have, girl? I just that. Eh, it, it, it's very interesting. And in, in this season, this is where her and Sharice, who is a friend of the show, that yes. uh, it out. Mm-hmm. This, during this season, Candace cements herself. Uh, can I use this? Because Claudia Jordan didn't cement herself. But can, Candace comes in here like Claudia gave Nene the business. Yes. Uh, uh, that... Uh, trip they went on to watch that girl sing that song for two seconds. And what happened um, to that girl? We had her for a little bit and she had the boyfriend who was the producer who they knew and then nothing. Oh, first of all, it's Roger Bob. He's the best okay, housewife. Roger Bobby. Atlanta. Yep. He's the best housewife we've ever had in Atlanta. <laughs> Everybody was with Roger Bob in the scene except for, uh, I can't remember what her name was, except for her. Y'all put in the comments, what was that girl's name? Yeah, what was her name? But that's the thing. Claudia Jordan, the only reason Claudia Jordan didn't come back is because I guarantee Nene was like, I won't come back if Claudia Jordan's coming back. And maybe Claudia Jordan has already let that. Uh, what did she, she do, Jordan? Who, what Claudia? We have to be real with ourselves. Claudia? Mm-hmm. Claudia has been the only person to come on Atlanta and successfully, at that time especially, successfully read Nene. Oh, Nene oh, had, yeah. had never been short on words or comebacks or anything and in that moment i remember watching and going oh my is this happening is this supposed to happen aren't they supposed to step in where are the producers get an adult you know nini is getting red and uh the ramen noodle hair and um then nini resorted to like your clit has left your body and i was like what are you talking about nini so I do think Claudia, I I still I think Claudia could have given us a good second season. I really do. Mm, she she sure did. And you know, it once once it starts to talk about sexual activity, that's how you know you've lost. Okay. Those ramen noodles. It outside of the epic read that she gave Nene, because she she was stuck. Okay. She was stuck. That's not all. It is when you got the coins. I don't think so, girl. (laughs) But you Atlanta is, and that's why you're so bothered. Okay. Um, but Nene was just she was she was the you Googled me, you Googled me. Um outside of that though, we saw her corns. Uh, (laughs) Uh her 
comedy career was one of the we're not from commercial break yet but here's a clip and now we're about to go back to commercial break did so she have a the, comedy career or was she just a, v she, a tried DJ? Do, she tried to do like a comedy th show it they didn't matter so it was one of the commercial breaks she did work at this nation yep. which is the way that we were able to keep portia williams on the show i think she was just the filling the seat filler um, in the way for us to make sure that we didn't forget about Portia Williams. Mm. And that's the only reason why she was here. Outside of the epic read, mm -hmm. she was to make sure that Portia Williams stay connected with the show. Every day, like, oh, we work with each other. I walk by you. Portia's like, girl, I work in the morning. I don't even see you. We don't even do anything at the same time. That was the only, well, somebody told me, people we know said, that's a well, a married African man who bought you. The, she was so invested. And if you're trying to submit yourself, don't talk about the past, girl. I don't know you. I don't work with you. But she could not let it go. Well, I, they really pushed her to also be Kenya's friend because Kenya needed a friend at that time. She had Cynthia. And that well, they're, they're really, they really are friends, but she had Cynthia. But it seemed like Kenya needed uh, another strong voice or they wanted that. It just felt very forced that she was there to back up Kenya. That's how the edit came off. So I feel like if they would have given her a second season to see her own thing, like, let's see her love life. Let's see more than this, you know, pretend comedy career or, you know, you know, work in different hours at Dish Nation. Then, um, no, you don't think so? And she had to try to ask Kenya to put together a table in that apartment. What is this, honey? In this apartment complex? It just, it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't it just, a fit. Her and that Bob, she had her mom coming here. That was that melodramatic, you never said I love you. The girl's like, okay, I love you. Like, it just wasn't, it didn't. Now, she was giving Nene the business. And I loved every part of it outside of that. We just, I, we just needed a little bit more from her, and it it, it didn't work. Mm. You make some valid points. I still would have liked to see her have a second season. Um, yeah, and we don't know. That's the thing. Maybe there was going to be so many more epic reads to come. Maybe oh. she was going to bring in this. I don't know. Is she even with anyone now? Maybe a love well, interest. Fox Soul. That's what she's always. That's what she's doing now. And she still can't leave the Atlanta Housewives alone. Girl, that was one season. <laughs> Moving on, Candace came in just like that, but was able, she had staying uh, capacity and rate, yes. okay? She had she star power. She sure did. She let, uh, okay. she let um, Sharice know, I came from Jesus, okay? That was so, I don't talk to children. I don't, geriatric granny, don't talk to me, okay? <laughs> she let Giselle have it because that, Giselle thought she would come in and defend her friend. Yep, on the bus. Oh. She's going to come in and defend her friend. You owe her an apology. And are you her mother? <laughs> I, owe her. I just think that you owe her one. How about you just stay over there, remain seated? I am seated. You <laughs> and your cheetah and bejeweled jacket remain seated. Oh, I, I look very good. I'm sure you think so. I'm <laughs> sure. sure. So please remain seated, okay, girl. Don't come for me. She Candace read all those girls and they got home and got smacked in the, in the face by her mother's purse. Okay, <laughs> everything about it was just so good. Everything about it was so good. I have not, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> I feel like I went to the dentist. That is what they went home and they got smacked by her mother's purse. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so Candace's arrival is, um, Charisse's like, that's her swan song. Bye.
Yeah, well, well, her husband was her swan song. Okay, yeah. she had to cut one of the names. Um, but uh, Candace came in and she she made a name. She made a space. She made a spot. Now during this season, though, Giselle like uh, before the um, Sharice reading, mm-hmm. Giselle likes Candace. She actually remember when they had to go to the um Robin's apartment complex and they were doing they were repainting and she was like oh do you did you like the new girl and Giselle was like I really like her yeah I really 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 like her and then Sharice she wanted to do this uh, who pays for the did your mom pay for the did your dad pay for first of all girl and who pays for all of your stuff and that champagne room get out of here <laughs> get, who pays for that oh, did, did your mom pay for that ring oh, excuse me. Uh, uh, this is so low class. She was just looking down upon her, and I feel like uh, Candace's mom will come in to read her, mm-hmm. um, or, or give you a therapy session because you got to cut one of the names and you start to press. Um, but that was it. Was it was just everything about it was just such a good season, and you also see the relationship between oh, was it Ashley? It was Ashley and someone else because this bleeds into the next season. Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. I need you to come back to me. Okay. Um, and then Nalani saying, but Candace talking about Ashley baby making, is your husband in his kid's life yet? <laughs> oh, no, no. They, they're coming for the re. Look, let me tell y'all something. Sometimes people's parents are better. And I don't know if that was, because it sounded like he was trying to get in life, but that would be a good part of the story. I mean, it's his story, but you bring it up. Um, it sounds like he wanted to be, but the, the parents were saying no. Y'all see how Candace's mom treated her and that uh, her brother. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Um, Saham is saying, um, or Saham is saying, Candace was great till she came from Monique, and then defended Brandy Redmond's racism on Twitter. And Brandy Redmond is a Real Housewives of um, Dallas, and she was. There was a video of her doing. Um, I think she was uh, trying. You know, these housewives, they think they're freaking comedians sometimes. These reality stars, I, sh- I should say. And she was doing an Asian accent and like an Asian impression, impre- like a very offensive one. And so that came out after they just had a whole season about another racist on their season, Leanne, um, who was being extremely racist toward uh, one of the newer housewives, housewives who was Mexican. And Brandy was like, yeah, you shouldn't be racist. And then, oh, hey, Brandy, here's your racist video. So apparently um, I didn't see Candace defend Brandy Redmond, but I know a lot of people have called for her to be fired too. Like this Brandy, she had to go, you know how sometimes they have to go away for their mental health, you know? Like, oh no, everyone knows I'm racist. I better go to the doctor. Uh, Like there's like a racist doctor or something that can cure you. (laughs) Like we wish it was that easy to to cure this, but um, yeah, so I guess I didn't even know that Candace, maybe she's friends with Brandy. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know the veracity of this statement. I'm not going to say that he's or she's lying, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say that they're telling the truth because I'm not sure. I'm going to have okay. to do some investigation into this yeah. and we'll come back to you on that. But what I will say is that those didn't even have anything to do with each other. <laughs> <laughs> they had nothing to do with each other. I did not. I don't think she came for Monique because I think she wanted to be friends with her and have that big sister. Um, she wanted to have that big sister relationship. I think that they started to have problems once she mistakenly, that's that's a toss up and up in the air, uh, came to Giselle and said, oh, she said something about Amistad. 
Um, and then Giselle ran. Well, oh, she called her a slave. She called Katie a slave. How dare she? That's where that kind of went off. But I don't think that she came from when once she was put into a her back was against the wall. She was like, "Oh, y'all not gonna slap me with a purse again." And that's where she. <laughs> oh, Monique, I need to tell you about this. But this also has nothing to do with whatever. I wouldn't defend any uh, housewife of uh, Texas at all. No. Okay. Um. It. it I, I. I'm not. I'm, I just I do it, so I'm not sure if Candace did it, and it has nothing to do with uh, Monique. And maybe she did it, and now she regrets it because, yeah, these the Dallas Housewives. I don't think Brandy would come to her aid; she would be too too busy. At like, that's normally how it works, and I'm yeah. still waiting. Harry Cruz is day, um, <laughs> but I think that that was everything on that mm-hmm. scene. And I, I know Sharice was leaving because yep. she was having a hard time. I know. Oh, tax issues were coming. <gasps> yes. How did I forget? So we had the big um, lunch. How, my favorite episode ever. And if y'all want to see any episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac, watch season three, episode two, Meet the Press. It's the best episode of the franchise, uh, of the Potomac <laughs> franchise. I was about to say Atlanta, but that reunion for season. Who said that? You said that. Yeah. Got- <laughs> <Who's> <laughs> that? <laughs> but um, it's the best episode of what Karen is dealing with financial issues. I guess the broke Bill Gates, as judges call him, uh, wasn't paying his taxes, and Giselle um and Karen wanted to. Have a press conference mm-hmm. to clear the air. So she invited some random white man. I don't know who this man is. Her everything he's been noted for years. And they went to some empty <laughs> warehouse. It looked like, and she wanted to have a press conference. She put <laughs> uh, number two pencil and hotel uh, uh, notepads in front of everyone. A glass of water and no press. Everyone showed up and she says it's time to uncover this and talk it through. <clears throat> and in true camp fashion, as everyone started to go through it, she just deflected, 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 deflected. Karen has <laughs> all her money together. Ray was having financial issues. And from what we understand, farm girl Karen, she she didn't go to college because she refused it. She refused her degree. Um <laughs> given to her. She didn't work. She said she worked at Taco Bell once, but who believes that? Because she also said she had a headset. Girl, that was the 1930s. They had no <laughs> now. Um, and like, where's your money coming from? You didn't, everything else is coming soon, and you still didn't get La Dame or Old Huger Charity off the ground. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were going through financial issues, and they let, let her have it. And when uh, Kate, uh, Ashley says, I know that you said that um, you weren't being indicted, but it's Ray and Karen. Is, ah, is, uh, is Michael being indicted for his niggling so we get around? It's all uh, going to know he's not. And as we said, in the Washington Post, no, it was not. And just the yelling starts from there and it just goes uphill. She even let her friend, because he tried to talk, um, excuse me. She said, oh, please. Giselle, you cussing your, him out too? You going to cuss him out? And throughout the scene, if you guys watch it, there is a waiter there with a bottle of wine. <laughs> yes, he just stands there. He's standing there and he's just like, this is so good. Yeah. 
This is just so. I can't good. believe I'm getting paid for this. This is awesome. <laughs> just trying to wrote notes and write notes and can, no, please, no notes, please. And she's like, oh, I thought the pen, pen and paper here for writing. All right, no, please, excuse me, no. Not at this time. It's the best episode ever. <laughs> best episode ever. Burr. Oh my gosh, so good. And like um who said in the chat or Ken was saying the t-shirt gate. Oh, and uh, I want you to read the back of my t-shirt oh. as I look out of the room. Uh it says because uh, when she came in, she said, Oh, you see the support? Do you see the support? Yeah. Oh, oh thank you so much. Giselle. Oh, you see, you see that support. But once she uh told Robin, you're not my friend and you could go. Why does why but why does Robin have to leave? Okay, okay, we sit down. Um, and then they decided that they wanted to leave, but Giselle wanted her to see the back of her shirt. Um, uh what what did it say? Uh hashtag Uncle Ben, hashtag like tax, pay your taxes or something. Um <laughs> it was in the weirdest place too, because it was like in the corner kind of on her lower back. Like she could have just had it across her back, but it was, and her, I remember she got up, she took her pink blazer off that hot pink blazer. And then she had the little, um, you know, hashtags there and her, her shirt's kind of a little wrinkly, maybe a little sweaty. She's been sitting there with it. And it used, and Karen's looking at it like, Oh, uncle Ben, you know, you guys are my friends. Oh, and then that was a continuation because then they had to exit each other out. But Karen is going through some financial issues and she's well, going through financial issues and she's trying to figure out um, what her and Ray are going to do during this time period. Now, this was a very heavy season for Karen and she didn't put it on the show. Her mother passed away um, and then her dad passed away. Well, right before the reunion. Um, you know, clearly she's having extreme financial issues with her husband um, and them moving and where they're going. People were questioning where she lives and how she's able to pay for anything. And on top of that, these are her friends in her circle who are bashing her as she's trying to deal with the death of her mother. Yeah, it was a lot. And we got to see her parents on the show and they were so cute and she had a really close relationship with them. So yeah, it, was, it was a hard season. Then we'll see going into season four, her kind of addressing the loss of her parents and stuff like that. And that's what we'll be covering as a rewatch me and busy blue every Wednesday at 6 PM Pacific. We're going to be right here doing uh, recaps of um, season four until we get to the new season of Potomac. Cause we have to have something to do while we wait. We do. And you know, I think the excitement would be great and hopefully I'm going to see if we can get, you know, one of them to come and talk to us and help us bring or amp up some of the excitement um, but we, we need some, I've been waiting for so long. I, I just knew it was coming and they did all the promos. The promos even had a date in it. So I was like, okay, it is coming, but then they moved it back. I guess they thought Garcelle was going to, you know, hold our attention enough. And it just, I, I didn't care about whether or not you had enough, um, footage. Show me, <laughs> like, show me, but tell me this is unfair and I need it. And it just, Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So the, you don't know this busy, but the ongoing joke is um, since we announced, I announced on married to Bravo with my mom that we do on Friday nights, but I think we did one on on Sunday this week. And I announced um, that you were going to be joining me and you're going to be joining married to Bravo and we're going to be doing Potomac and everyone's really excited. And that Nana, so that's my mom who uh, hosted with me, you know, Nana, 
And yeah. so she's been running late to like, she'll like oversleep and stuff. Nana's, you know, she's, um, she's, 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 uh, you she's want this hard, Jolene. You know, you got your husband, you got your, I know. your mom, you got us, work, and we don't get paid well, you I guys. Know, no, they get zero dollars. <laughs> Everyone gets zero dollars. Uh, <laughs> hopefully one day this podcast would make money. I would love to be able to like pay and this is our job. Um, so, like, hey, share up. Share us out. But um, the joke then was Nana, everyone in the chat was like, Busy's coming for your job, Nana. So Nalani says, Nana better step up her game. First of all, I think she does an amazing job. And I would never be able to deliver the type of content that she does. So I don't think I'm even replacing a spot. You know, maybe we just need something new. But Nana, Nana is that girl. Because I watch. Mm -hmm. And I, I would never be able to fill those shoes. I would never be able to talk about the things. Right. That she talks about in oh. the way that she does it. No, she she references that. Leave It to Beaver. She talks about her hair. We go, we get her trips to Costco. I mean, I don't think that's your life, busy. I don't think you know that's that that's you know she's got that boomer life down, that Midwestern boomer life. Nana's about it, but um, I don't. It's going to be two totally different audiences. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I love her. I stand for Nana. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a picture on my wall. I can't see it. It's over here. Yep. But she's busy. I stand. So there's no there's no competition here because she already won. Oh, busy. You're so sweet because everyone in the chat they love being like like Lady Di says. We tell Nana you're you're always standing by to take her place. So Nana will screw up and she'll go. Is this the day that Busy takes my place? <laughs> oh, tag me in, girl. Tag me in. Tag That's me. A, the three of us need to do. Um, just a little like meet and greet. Cause I know like Nana knows of you and has seen you and you know of Nana, but like talking and seeing each other, you guys would get along. Nana would be obsessed with you. You may lose your job. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Only, and it's like, whatever happened to that other girl? It's like, mm -hmm. I'm not, this is the breakdown with Nana and Brizzy Blue. Okay? <laughs> I okay. am merely cultivating talent. So I'm just showing you guys this wonderful talent and you guys become the stars of the podcast because really Nana had some connection issues last podcast and people were like, okay, but we're going to wait for her, right? They had me hold the phone to the mic. People were like, but, but where's Nana? So it, I get it. So now it's this. Atlanta reunion. Uh, uh, hello, needy's here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to be the new thing. It's going to be like, if, for any reason, busy blue, don't get sick or anything, because people are going to be like, Jillian, you better reschedule because we can't do this without the star because that's busy blue. And oh, right, so. you're the star. You are the star. Now look, I'm just coming here to give comedic relief. Um, and you, but you're you're that girl. You're that girl. You're that girl. You're better than Sharice. Where well, is she now? Um, I don't think that's that great of a compliment, but thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like Candace or Monique or, you know. You're better than Monique. Thank you. I don't, I don't believe it, but thank know, you. The outside of her house looks like a resort, so. <laughs> right? I'm like living right now in my mother-in-law's uh, vacation home while we are on. That's okay. I wish, and I wish I was as well because... I don't know who, and I tell my mother this all the time, and I hope she's watching. I don't know what ghetto mess all y'all thought of when you have kids, and now I have to pay mortgages and <laughs> bills. No, you need to sign some type of disclaimer or agreement that if you're having this, is this is for life. Yes. For life. Now I'm 18. You feel like you could just push me out. I never asked to be here. Or they need to try to do some type of fetus 
communication where it's like, hey, girl, uh, these are some of the things you're going to have to deal with as you live life. Um, would you like to, do you think you want to do this? Okay. And then I would have said, Bill, how much? Of, no, how much? And I got to buy my own clothes soon. And no, ma'am, Pam, this is enough for me. So you stay wherever you need to stay for as long as you can stay. Because I don't like where I am right now. And you yep. see the check come and then the check goes. Yep, exactly. Well, the funny thing is we're still paying rent on a place we're not staying at. But um, it's just nicer to be out here during a pandemic and just have a little bit of space and stuff and get oh, out of LA. With- yeah, we're very lucky. I mean, we I always say I'm like, thank goodness my mother-in-law was successful in life because now we can like uh, be comfortable, more comfortable during a pandemic. Do you know what I mean? My partner's mother um, always just, when we go over there, we, she just talks about how great he is and better than everyone else and how much she loves him. So no one wants to go there. And then my mom's a nurse and she's like, uh, people are dying. Do not come here. Oh, yeah. So not, which is why I'm so averse to um, the housewives. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I have to stay here. There's nowhere, nowhere else to go. I know. I feel bad. Like she was going to come uh, and his stepdad, because they, they mainly live in Texas and they were going to come visit. But now with, you know, the, the numbers on the rise, they can't take that risk because his, his stepdad's high risk and stuff. So I'm just like, oh, I wonder if this was her American dream. Because my mother is like my my mother-in-law has like the best story. So is my, my father-in-law both immigrated here as kids from Mexico, oh. went on to get PhDs from Stanford. Like my mother-in-law made it like the American know, uh, Wendy Osefo. Uh, <laughs> they might, they might. When I was reading Wendy's bio, I was like, this sounds like my mother-in-law's bio. So I don't know if my mother-in-law's Mexican-American dream was for one day a milky white slacker gal from the Midwest to live in her house for free, but that's the dream her son gave her. It's not my it's fault. To exist. I'm sure <laughs> you're there for a reason. <laughs> uh, what it is, we're not sure. We don't know. <laughs> but we're going to think positive thoughts this time. I feel so bad for her. I'm sure she wanted more for chill, but this is what she got. So there we are. But um, this was so fun, busy. And I feel oh, wait, like. Wait, final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Of, you know, or if you were going to give a speech to why your listeners oh, or your good. viewers should watch Potomac, what would it be? Um, my speech for why you should watch the Brill Housewives of Potomac. Oh my gosh, she is sitting up. She is ready. Hair flip. She, uh, she, she's taking a sip. Oh, she is, you got, oh, she's about, she's about to give it to us. All right. I don't understand why we're still sleeping on Potomac. Potomac is a show where these women have actual relationships. We have given the Real Housewives of Orange County, which has been slacking for years upon years upon years, and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which has been slacking for years upon years upon years, umpteen seasons and new castmates, and we keep feeding them our viewership. Yet Potomac sits there with real friends, real interesting storylines, and women that we can actually respect, and women who are actually witty and smart and clever. Mm -hmm. And yet we just go, I don't feel like watching that. You know why? Because Americans, I know this because me and Busy Blue, both American, probably a lot of people watching American, uh, we're lazy and we don't want to learn geography and nobody knows where the fuck Potomac is. And let me tell you, I was one of those people. I did not know where Potomac was before I started watching the show. And then I learned. And then I went to Virginia and I looked across the river. My friend said, Potomac's over there. And I said, wow, that's very beautiful. So I think you should just suck it up, take out a map, look it up. And you go, oh, wow, that's Potomac. And also, Bravo Bravo has a way of, of really not diversifying their cast. And they either have to have women of color in their own season, or they have uh, one or two people mixed in. 
So let's support these franchises that are actually doing the, the legwork for Bravo. They are carrying the white ladies um, seasons when the white ladies can't carry their own seasons yet. They're still getting paychecks. Kim Zosiak Bierman has her own show. That is a travesty in the United States of America. I'm going to start doing the politician thing like this. So if Kim Zosiak show Tardy for the party, if you watch Tardy for the party, I won't judge you, but you better be watching Potomac because it's uh, yes, I will. Thank you. And God bless America. No, I love that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, when she said we about uh, uh, Louisiana, Los Angeles or whatever those Beverly Hills or whatever, <laughs> she, she didn't include me because um, they're not getting a view from me because I know what good television is. And if you want to be on the side of good television, let me tell you. No, Potomac may not be the easiest part to, to spot on the map mm -hmm. because, you know, who doesn't want the um, hidden paradise? You know, people, everybody's going to Miami, but the paradise is truly in Fort Lauderdale. You know, you want to have it hidden. You don't want everybody to be here and know and go. And that's what we love about Potomac. Uh, we're in a, it's a, it's a part of a major city and everybody works there. We just live here. Um, this is a show where you get truth. You get reality. You get the table. The table that we've been looking for from all of these other shows. Okay, the one that Cynthia is like, oh, well, let's put it on the table. Let's put it on the table. Let's put it on the table. There's no question about this table and what is on it in Potomac. Okay? And nothing is off the table until we're ready to take it off the table. And it really never truly is off. At this point, Michael's sitting on the table, one of the husbands, and he's like, no one's letting him go. There's a butter knife from Candace to his neck and say, you lay down. <laughs> and, uh, if you want friendship and true relationships, this show is not about getting to know someone new and interesting. These people have known each other for years and years and years, so much so that they they know each other's lives. And when the camera starts, they say, hey, girl, you remember that time you robbed that person? They let out what's going on. And it, it's a necessity. They don't try to produce storylines. They don't, they don't try to, well, because they can't. They, with so many people on their necks, they try to, Ashley Darby, but they say, you know what? No, no charges, girl. Okay, high five. Uh, we, we're, we're not letting it go. And we're going to, we're going to give you the business. They have someone that everyone could enjoy. If you like those other shows that are, don't have black cast like that, Karen is here. <laughs> and she's here to give you all of that. Um, if you want uh, the drama, of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, we have Candace here. Mm -hmm. She's get it, get it, get crazy. Well, not, we'll probably give her jersey because they're flipping tables and she's bringing knives and banging on her mama's table. <laughs> um, if you want, um, you know, uh, you know, just this this class, just, you know, we're moving forward, but with delusion. We have Giselle. Mm -hmm. if, if you want Atlanta and you miss Sheree Whitfield. We have Robin Dixon, you know, just this poor and can't get a house done just this fast. <laughs> we have everyone that you need over here, and they're entertaining. Their stories are real. They're truthful. They are dramatic, but in a real sense. They're emotional, and you truly get connected with these characters. Black 
lives matter. Yes. And if you truly support the movement, y'all remember how George Floyd was gayed up and so was Diddy. If you truly support the movement, the cause, we have Giselle, Brian, her, they, they truly fought in the civil rights movement. There's history, there's legacy there. Her father. You, sure did. Her father was right, right hand man of Martin Luther King. Okay. You have Candace Dillard who come, she worked on the Obama administration. She's done a lot of stuff in advocacy and policy. You have Robin who I'm sure she knows someone. She has you know, a lot of muscles. She's very muscular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, side note, I love when Monique um, mimics Robin because she's, you talked about me or Lee. <laughs> you are me or your Instagram. <laughs> uh, you have Robin. They called her Robin Mayweather Dixon for okay. You talked about me on your Instagram. You got your face post pictures of me. Every time Monique does that, it, it, it's hilarious. If you want to see wealth, Okay, luxury. Monique has it. Now, mm -hmm. don't go inside because there's a fish tank, okay, in the kitchen. I'm just like, girl, oh, yeah, yeah. the house is going down. Where's the champagne room when you need one? Um, and if you want just ridiculousness and the fakeness, Ashley Darby, her fake husband, and that baby who did not ask to be in this situation. We're going to pray for that, uh, pray for that baby. We have that as well in that apartment that they done. Where did they put that pool table? All of that. We have all of that. Oh, so that's just, their new changing station is the pool table. <laughs> you're going to love it. You're going to fall in love with it. If not anything else, watch season, stream season three, episode two, meet the press. And look at uh, Karen in that uh, camouflage jumpsuit, that tacky wig. And her telling her, please, no notes, please. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to love it. That was beautiful. Busy. Don't be tardy for the Potomac party. That's what it should be. Because Nalani's saying, hey, Kim gave us the ring. The ring, the ring didn't mean. The ring didn't mean a thing. Whoa. Kim Zoltek Beerman, uh, Candy technically gave us that. And Kim butchered it. Butchered. I think she's singing on key. And I don't think we ever needed it. Okay. The ring, the key, the song, none of it meant a thing for us. And I'm glad she's, and then, you know, there's a market for everyone. If y'all want to see those trashy women, because I don't, the thing is, I haven't seen Kim on that show for a long time. I don't know who these other people are. I haven't seen Brielle. I haven't seen her daughter. I think the only people who are still there is Croy and everyone else. I don't know who these white women are. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I haven't seen them on that show for a long time. I do know that there's some ladies on there now. They and they they definitely don't look like the people I used to know. <laughs> uh, so I don't know who these people are on there now. And I hear they're doing amazing things. K K Kim K or whatever that makeup line, that cosmetics, they made what some billion dollars the other year. Okay? Cashmere cosmetics that no one's heard of, no one's bought, but somehow. They say here getting all that stuff done, just like these um YouTubers who are doing makeup and lying and races. They're just funneling through the you know what this isn't about them. Watch Potomac and love it. Mm -hmm. No, but it can be about them. They are lying and they are racist. And I have been falling in that hole because shout out to honestly, Hanukkah Miranda's channel. She's covering that stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's my oh. girl. I did watch it. And I was like, this is too much. All of it is too much. Now, I don't do makeup. I don't watch it. I'm not a part of it. But I do love mess and the tea. OK, even when it has nothing to do with me, it was, it's interesting. And I don't know about this Tati girl. I just like saying her name. 
Ooh, Tati, Tati, I don't know. She got, uh, she's saying she got bamboozled and tricked by uh, Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson. Um, they it, also said she was the oldest one, too. Yeah, she's like 40. I'm like, girl, we're on the same age page. Like, you got to know better. You got to know better. You got to like, be able to read between the lines, girl. You, There's no <laughs> way you could be bamboozled, whole week, and all of this stuff by makeup girls. That, that's the, the aesthetic <laughs> is the fact that everybody's fake. You got to be able to, just, to clear through all, all of that. Yes, oh, exactly. I still love the name, though. Yeah, they're just passing the blame. Passing the blame at this point. So, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to be back. Um, we're going to do one tomorrow, right? We should be. We're going to be doing episode one through four or three. Let's do one through three. We're doing season four. Yep. We're starting with season four. So catch up, you guys. Mm -hmm. You have 24, unless the 24 hours Mm -hmm. to watch seasons one through three. Mm -hmm. They are available on Hulu. Mm -hmm. We are going to be looking for detailed comments. Mm -hmm. None of this stuff that y'all had going on today. We're looking for detailed comments. Comments. We want you to be as educated as um, Jolene's uh, mother-in-law or Wendy. Yes, or Wendy. You got to be that level. Anything less than that. We don't want any of this stuff that Sharice had going on. Remember that scene, that um, reunion when Ashley kept saying, "It's a, it's a moot point. It's a moot point." And she kept saying, "No, it's mute." Girl, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> call, you're the one. Uh, just uh, you're a pedigree. Did you just did, did you just call her a pedigree? Yeah. <laughs> She called herself that. I, I thought it was a dog or an animal or something. No, girl, the pedigree is not a dog or an animal or something. So we want you a, a little bit more educated than Sharice, knowing what moot and a pedigree is. We're not talking about the dog food, okay? We want <laughs> you to understand what we're saying and be ready for that. Be ready for that. The same with Giselle when she was like renowned and Karen was like, it's renowned, but we're working with it. We're working with it. So so. That's the only word that Karen knew, though. So we can't. Yeah. Became- many passes she heard it before and now that's why she's here <laughs> all right people are saying challenge accepted great job guys thank you guys for joining us this was so fun busy blue as always you were fantastic we'll be back tomorrow night six o'clock pacific nine o'clock eastern to break down the first three maybe four but probably just the three episodes of season four so get watching you guys you got homework to do make sure you follow busy blue on social media i put the links below and also sub to his channel because we have some special um um, plans, I should say. I wanted yeah, to say the care and everything. Just sub because coming, we're gonna... coming soon. Coming soon. Coming, coming, coming soon. soon. It's in the discovery phase. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, Busy. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.